This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. Suzanne Paling is the principal consultant of sales management services and the author of The Accidental Sales Manager, a survival guide for CEOs and parenthetically owners or presidents who find themselves managing salespeople. With more than 20 years experience in sales consulting and management, Suzanne founded the company in 1998 to provide practical advice to business executives, owners, and entrepreneurs seeking to increase their revenue and improve their sales organization's performance. The company's rosters of clients Clients include those in software, construction, medical, telecom, manufacturing, delivery, and many more, and the recruiting industries. She's a respected voice on the topic of sales and has contributed many articles to Mass High Tech, the Boston Business Journal, Women's Business, and Entrepreneur.com, discussing a variety of sales topics. Joining us on the line from her offices in Boston, Massachusetts, to share more on the subject is Suzanne Paling. She's the author of The Accidental Sales Manager. Suzanne, welcome. David, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. Absolutely. What is an accidental sales manager, Suzanne? It's a great question. The accidental sales manager is the president of a smaller-sized company who finds him or herself reluctantly in charge of the sales force. And in a small company, that sales force could be anywhere from a single salesperson up to five or six people. These presidents might have a background in finance or programming. Possibly they invented the product or service the company is built around. The company grows, and suddenly there's a sales force to be managed. And even though they aren't the most qualified person to run the sales force, no one in the company is better qualified. Some of the presidents I work with tell me that when they go to other executives, sometimes begging them to manage the sales force, these people threaten to quit if they are forced to manage sales. So these company presidents who usually don't have any kind of a formal sales background find themselves managing the sales group. So this is largely a phenomenon of uh, an entrepreneurial company growing to a level where uh, the CEO, the founder, the innovator uh, finds themselves suddenly in uh, unintentional consequences of growth uh, managing uh, a sales force. Exactly. What is it that most CEOs, entrepreneurs, this type of, uh, of executive or uh, business startup person not understand about the process of sales? They often don't understand what their sales cycle actually is. Mm. They also don't understand that because salespeople face so much rejection, they need to be managed differently than perhaps the marketing director or the production manager. They need to be motivated They need to be paid attention to. They need to be met with. They need goals set for them. 
and they just need a different kind of management and uh, interactive experience with the president. Now, you probably have pointed to these embedded in that answer, but you've mentioned there are four errors that uh, many accidental sales managers make. What are the four errors, and, and how, do we, uh, how do we push up against trying to change their behaviors? The, the book that I wrote, The Accidental Sales Manager, has 18 chapters, and it talks about 15 or so common errors. But not all presidents make all 15 of those errors. The four most common that I see are uh, two of which revolve around the hiring of the new person. They don't really have much of a plan for the recently hired salesperson's few weeks, first few weeks on the job. Mm-hmm. And they fail to set up some minimum productivity goals that are scaled down for the new hire. In other words, how many prospecting calls, product demos, closed sales should that person be bringing in? The other two mistakes they make are more general. They um, don't have any kind of a sales reporting system. And last but not least, they confuse the pipeline with the sales forecast. Mm, interesting. And I want to reel back a little bit. You mentioned the, the concept of sales cycles. Now, every company has, I'm guessing, depending on the product or service they sell, a different cycle. Um, how, how does a CEO get familiar with the cycle? I mean, it seems almost counterintuitive that they wouldn't understand the sales cycle because they may have started by selling themselves. So a couple of ideas, a couple of themes there to probe into, if you, if you don't mind. The sales cycle is the typical way in which a sale takes place at their company. And often, a lot of presidents or CEOs confuse some of their high-level networking that they do with sales. Mm. So they really don't understand how the sales cycle really works. A typical sales cycle might be something like a prospecting call, followed by uh, an appointment over the phone, followed by a product demonstration, followed by an in-person visit by the salesperson, followed by a proposal, and then a closed sale. And, and let's just, as an example, there are yeah. all kinds of sales cycles out there. Sure. But they need to understand what their sales cycle is so that they can form a sales reporting system around that and understand how their sales forecast should really work. And I love that idea about high-level networking versus the actual process, digging into this yeah. cycle you describe. I bet yeah, that's entirely a, different things, and they often confuse it. Yeah, absolutely. When you deal with a CEO that, that actually started the business because they know how to sell, does that become a problem in terms of managing others and in terms of a stylistic approach? It does on a couple of levels. They may be excellent salespeople, and if they never started their own company, they might even be a superstar salesperson at another company. Superstar salespeople generally make pretty lousy sales managers, and so that's one problem. The other problem is that they can't be and can't afford to be a full-time sales manager. They have other duties, other responsibilities. They're the president of the Mm -hmm. company. They can't spend all day being the sales manager. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with Suzanne Paling, the author of The Accidental Sales Manager, a survival guide for CEOs uh, who find themselves managing salespeople. As you're out there, you're speaking, you're consulting, you're working one-on-one, perhaps in groups, and we'll talk about how you work as well. But uh, what are some of the things that sales professionals in general are struggling with right now? We've got this overhang in the economy. What are you seeing? I'm seeing presidents of smaller-sized companies who set goals for their salespeople, set them uh, pretty effectively, and suddenly those goals aren't attainable, given the economy. Uh. No matter how hard the salesperson works, they are not going to attain 
the level of goals they were attaining even two and three years ago. And now what do they do? How do they set goals? Some presidents just sort of gave up and didn't set any at all. Others clung to the goals that were maybe applicable two, three, four years ago. And others just aren't sure what to do. How do they set their goals in this really challenging economy? You're also the publisher of the Sales Management Tips. This is a publication, a monthly newsletter Mm -hmm. for sales management executives. Uh, Tell us what you're including there. What are you writing about there? And uh, folks, again, you should go to www.salesmanagementservices.com for more information about that and all the work of Suzanne Paling, uh, the book, uh, the consulting work she's doing. But tell us about the the, uh, Sales Management Tips. Every month I feature a question from one of my clients. And the questions uh, really run the gamut. They have all kinds of sales and sales management questions. Uh, You know, one month someone wrote in and said, I had a sales contest and I found out that the salesperson cheated. They falsified their paperwork so that they could win the sales contest. What do I do now? Other times they say, uh, one of my employees is insisting that they want to be in sales I'm leery of bringing them into a sales position. How do I handle this? Uh, They want to know about terminating people, putting people on review, setting goals, all manners of questions. And I I try to answer them to the best of my ability. Suzanne, you've spoken about um, setting up systems in this segment, and I know that's a large part of what you help CEOs do Mm -hmm. to help uh, guide the management process so that it is not uh, a seat-of-the-pants kind of an endeavor for them. How do you recommend, the, the, what are the components of setting up a sales system, and is there a particular system that you like, not short of uh, endorsing something, but maybe that is what I'm asking you to do? I, there are some basic reports that I think all presidents of smaller-sized companies should be looking at. Okay. They should have a daily call report, which tells them who the salespeople called on that day. They should be looking at a productivity report, which tells them how many calls the salesperson made on that particular day. How many cold calls did they make? How many decision makers did they speak to? How many product demonstrations did they conduct? There should be a pipeline report that shows them the different deals that the salesperson is working at different points in the sales process. In other words, it may have taken the salesperson months to get through to a decision maker, but they finally have. At the same time, there are conducting product demonstrations at the same time they're trying to close a few sales. You sure. Know, what, it, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. They should have a sales forecast that shows them which deals are in the final stages ready to be closed. And another report that they often forget about is the long-range sales forecast. What sales are out there in the future, in the next couple of years? What might they be looking at you know, down the road in terms of some potentially closable larger sales? I always tell my clients that a sales reporting system paints a picture of what the salesperson is doing, even if you're not there to see them do it. Do you have a story that you like to tell about how you worked with a small or mid-sized company and they were struggling with this idea of sales management? You've got a CEO, a president who's an uh, inadvertent or um, accidental sales manager. Tell us a story, if you will. (laughs) I worked with the president of a smaller-sized company. Um, This person had created a very niche software product. And one of the things she absolutely refused to acknowledge was that they had any competitors. Wow. 
our product is the best one out there. It has the most features. It's the most comparably priced. It, it, there's, we have no competition. That's quite a concept. Yes, amazing to think you don't have any competition at yeah. all. Well, they did have competition. There were, in fact, about three companies that they routinely were losing deals to. And because the president of the company uh, looked askance at any competition, mm. the sales reps were not asking good questions of their prospects, not finding out what else they might be interested in. Yeah. They were looking at best uninformed, and at worst, they were looking kind of arrogant. So I worked with the president, and I said, you absolutely must acknowledge your competition. We need to start asking questions about the competition. We need to educate the salespeople about your competitors. So I was finally able to talk this person into doing that. Mm. I assigned the salespeople the task of, I assigned each one a competitor and asked them to do all the research they could on it. We worked um, competitive questions into our interview um, questions. And come to find out, the president was a wealth of information about the competition. I, I came to really understand why they had created the product to begin with. Wow. The product did have some fantastic uh, facets to it that the others did not. But the point was that you can't not acknowledge your competition. And well, if, if you don't, you're risking uh, losing deals that you could ordinarily have closed. And I love the idea of the competition and understanding their product, uh, informing not only your sales product, but pointing back to the reason you, for, you created and formulated a product or a solution in, in the first place. Yes, yes. And, and I always tell people, I knew we turned the corner when in a staff meeting, one of the salespeople made a joke about the competition and the president actually laughed. That's and I knew a, at that point that we were yeah, getting somewhere. You've turned the corner. The book is The Accidental Sales Manager, a survival guide for CEOs who find themselves managing salespeople. We've been visiting with the author, Suzanne Paling. The website, www.salesmanagementservices.com. Suzanne, a delight. We'll do it again. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.